Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Your Dad is a Bear. <laughs> did you see what I did there? I, uh, I, I mimicked the intro to episode one. No, but I heard what you did there. I sit corrected. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, if that is your real name. It's not. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole time has been a lie. It's Michael. You sure? Shit. Well, my name is Tannis. And I am Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is our podcast called Your Dad is a Bear. And uh, we want to thank everyone for listening for these several episodes. We initially started this having in mind we would do maybe six to eight episodes. We've mentioned that before. This is episode 16, which will lead us into an indefinite hiatus. I think those are the right words. Because there's no saying it can't ever come back. It's true. It is true. Uh, Mike, do you want to? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to. Uh, no, I, no. Th- thank you, everybody, for uh, for actually sticking it out with us. You know, big shout out to everybody that's that's actually been with us since the beginning. Um, yes. That has given us tons of love and really, really good, uh, like really good uh, feedback. This is actually probably one of the uh, the the funnest things I've done. The most fun, funnest, funnest. Is that word funnest? funnest? Funnest. Yeah, yeah. If, if, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yesist. <laughs> yesist. This it, has been the most. This has been way more better than other things I've done. It really has. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for now, we're, we're wanting to, uh, like, like Tana says, do a, a hiatus. Uh, I'm actually leaving the state of California uh, and we'll be uh, heading back home to Utah. Utah. Oh, yeah. The Beehive State. The Salt Lake. I'm gonna come over there with my wakeboard, dude. On the Salt Lake. No. Yeah, with like a wound, with a bunch of wounds, <laughs> open cuts, and then fall into the lake and just feel all of the pain of you leaving me all over again. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Mike. Mike, you're going to. You're following your feet, and I am just doing other stuff myself. Just other hobby shit. I think my biggest one right now is probably painting. I finally got back into painting again and putting some videos up on the old YouTubes with that. Just search for Tannis Cassidy Abstract Art. I'm not big enough to have my own URL yet, so. Check it out. It's pretty good. So this episode, we have Robert Shaw. And here it is. Enjoy. I'm calling... I'm calling for you. It's so red. Is it usually that red? Literally everything I see is red. Oh, oh my God. So how long has it been since we've recorded one of these? Uh, three weeks. A while. Yeah, like three weeks. Yeah. How long has it been <laughs> since we released an episode? <laughs> uh, almost two months. <laughs> no, about two months. Yeah. About two months. But I like butts. What do you guys think about butts? They're nice. That's not what the show is about, Mike. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say, historically, I've always been an ass man, so, you know. <laughs> Historical ass man. <laughs> but I'm also, Ooh, you know. <laughs> wee. What's up with butts? What's up with butts? Rob, Rob you want to do the intro? Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I got no intro. You got, like, this Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> thing going. 
<laughs> nah, nah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's good to nah, be nah, here. Nah, 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 nah. I like butts. Nah, 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 nah. Rob, you don't have to do the intro. God, Mike, why do you make him do that? Holy yeah. smokes! Damn, it's your dad is a bear. <laughs> ah! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, now that you've given me a template for an intro. Hey, brother, where are you going to be, brother? Ooh. On Saturday. <laughs> Saturday at 348, <gasps> brother. It's Sunday, 348. Sunday, Sunday. In, the, in the studio, brother, where are you going to be? <laughs> Your dad is a bear, has a logo. Brought to you by our sponsors. <laughs> oh, I, I, wait. You sound mildly comfortable. Are you okay, Rob? <laughs> I just love, they have a logo. <laughs> they got a logo. I call it Bear with a Star. It's a Star Bear starring <laughs> Jeff Bridges. It's the sequel to Starman. This episode of Your Dad is a Bear will be spoiler free. No spoilers in this one. <laughs> well, I just saw Avengers yesterday. Can I tell you how it ends? No. What about how it begins? Rob, you already were spoiled. I was spoiled. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. Trolls be trolling. Trolls be trolling. I was just sitting down one day enjoying my Twitter feed, President this and President that, and then you just <laughs> scroll, scroll, you just scroll through, and then all of a sudden somebody's just talking about you know. There, I to be honest with you, it was probably something like here are ten ten tips to pick up chicks, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, I better invest in this one. So I start reading it, and then boom, boom, boom. By the time that I knew what happened, spoiled. Yeah, so they covered it as a completely different kind of. Oh yeah. Topic. If they had said, what, "This is what happens to the Avengers," I would have just kept scrolling <laughs> through there. Knowing me, though, it was definitely something like, "This is what you're doing wrong with women." I was like, "Finally!" I started scrolling. <laughs> the internet's gonna tell me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is the article I've been waiting for," and I think, to be honest with you. To be dead honest with you, I think that, that it was legitimately one of those guys that helps you with women because at the end of the spoilers, he's like, there you go. Now stop investing your money in a Star Wars flick and get out there and make money or something like that. So in the end, the dude was doing me a favor. But honestly, like now, instead of going this week to see it, to avoid the spoilers, I'm just going to go, you know, sometime. Whenever it's convenient for me. So yeah, yeah, congrats, sure. congrats that's, world. Uh, that's why you're not making it with women. <laughs> Just focusing <laughs> on yourself. Jesus. <laughs> He's got you there. I'll get you there. You did get me there. No. <laughs> no, actually speaking of, uh, I, I have to thank Mike. Uh, Mike, <laughs> one day must've been passing my car. I wasn't there at the moment, but I got a text from Mike and it said, you know, you're, I'd recommend washing and waxing your car. <laughs> I know, and honestly, it, it, I, I, the, I, the advice was appreciated because I, um, since then, have um, taken the time out to personally wash and wax my own car, and um, it's only I've only benefited from this. It, it's made me happier. I don't at the the time of go. Oh, today, yeah, I'm going to wash and wax. But I was sitting around, I was feeling the typical boredom and anxiety of having a day off of work. And I literally said, 
Go wash and wax your car, you, you, you dusty, dirty bastard. <laughs> you damn fool. Like, go do that. And as I'm doing it, I'm thinking of you because I wouldn't be out there had somebody, my, my friend not gone out of his way to text me. Yeah. Damn, your fucking car. It would No, that's not what he said. He was like, hey, man, you could benefit from a wash and a wax. You didn't even say benefit. I, I Don't make me pull the text out. Point is, is, he was just looking out for me. And now all of a sudden, this one act of washing and waxing my car has inspired this like, I'm just going to be a new. New car, new me. So I thought like- <laughs> I'm going to go get a haircut. It didn't. No, it did. It didn't stop there. I went, I bought, I bought a few new clothes, yeah, clothing yeah. items. I bought, um, what, no, I bought a haircut. <laughs> I, bought, I bought one of them new haircuts and tried it out. <laughs> Non-returnable haircuts. And, uh, and um, what's the other thing I've done? I've started working out now while I wash my car. Like I start like, you know, I'm like, before I- you know, add that coat of wax there because I'm washing and waxing. I'm taking your advice 100%. I like one, two, I'm curling right now. If <laughs> you can't tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm like doing my workouts. And literally this like little event, the last two, three weeks, I'm like happy that I've started doing things because it all started with like washing my car. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm like, well, you know, these guys, that like they they this this is where I'm like fuck man stop talking, but uh, these guys on Twitter I'm like following their accounts because they're like fuck bro, you want to know why you're a fucking loser? Because you're not me. <laughs> Invest in my program. But like I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not investing in anybody in their program. I'm just gonna read their tweets. But they're like, are you a fucking loser? Working, living at home at your mother's, and I'm like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> have you got? Literally zero fucking relationships that are working out. I'm like, nah, like literally I like share a kid with a woman who hates me. So yeah, I mean, mm. I'm there. And then they're like, you know what your fucking problem is? You go see Star Wars. And I'm like, I fucking love Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Same fucking guy. So you know what? Because you told me to wash my car, Mike, I fucking got the Avengers spoiled. Wow. <laughs> Sit on that for a second, man. That universe, though, <laughs> out of all of the advice I've ever given anybody, <laughs> I never thought the one that would be the most impactful would be go wash and wax your car. And you've ruined the adventures for him. I think the text ended with you lazy fuck. <laughs> wash and wax your fucking car, you lazy fuck. I was like, damn, Mike. And the reason why I even brought that up, man, is the dumbest reason. I was walking by and it was raining. I just noticed they were the water wasn't beating up. It was just running off. I'm like, oh, he needs a wax. And wow. that was it. That was I, the full thought process behind any of that. You, you just taught me something because I never pay attention to that kind of thing on vehicles. Oh yeah, man. You know, you know the cars with the uh, the sun damage, the flaking clear right, right. It's because they never oxidization. Exactly. Some science word. It's because they never <laughs> waxed. Uh, that's gotcha. what happens if okay, you just okay. leave it. You know, if you wax, it prevents that. I wax mine with blood. Oh my god. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about that for a second, because you were walking by and it was raining and you looked at my car. You had a, a, a thought. The text was more than a text because it sat there. I wouldn't say it was like, you know, you're the only person to tell me to do something with my life. It was probably like, you know, you're the one that told me wash and wax your car. My brother's like, <laughs> grow the fuck up. You know, like everybody has all this great idea, I mean, this advice from me. But it was it was your set like a ticking time bomb. And since then, think of all the things that have happened. I'm working out again. I give a shit about my clothes and my hair. The Avengers, the Avengers was spoiled. You ruined my life, man. So, no, no, no. Because when you finally meet a woman who will love you for you, you owe that to Mike. 
No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not after <laughs> any kind of a woman that'll love me. I'm um I'm trying to follow the guy's program on Twitter. I'm trying to right, find right, fucking right, right. perfect tins, bro. Numbers, it's a numbers countdown. <laughs> but I want to know how I can still enjoy Star Wars. Yeah, man. I um Star no, Wars. Yeah, I mean, look. I, <laughs> the the point is, I think that he was the the guy um, whose Twitter handle I don't even remember. We're not even going to promote his shit. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. But the point, the, his point is, is that. Guys like myself invest too much money and time into fanboying over like franchises. For me, my franchises are the classics. They're Batman, um, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, literally any merchandise or anything. I mean, graphic tees, whatever they are, they, they have my money. I'll rewatch these movies. And I think that all this guy is trying to say is like, bro, I'm a five time world champion kickboxer and I'm a millionaire multi times over, okay? I fucking bang tins on the regs. Like, he's like that lifestyle. I'm not aspiring to be that life. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. It's <laughs> not a good thing. That's why <laughs> I'm doing the voice when I do it because we all know that cartoon clown. Like, we all know <laughs> yes, these guys. Yes. They suck. Uh, they ruin the Avengers. But his point is, is that. Uh, the the amount of times like if you've watched one movie and then you're continuing to watch this movie again think of all this time that you could be out there at the bars or like you know fucking hitting stock tips and making millions bro and my thing is is that like uh uh I enjoy the way Back to the Future makes me feel, even if it's on in the background. <laughs> I'll watch it. And I, my brother, he'll reference Tony Robbins, who is like more professional. I mean, you're, you guys know Tony Robbins, right? No. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He's no. the he's go walk on Coles guy. Like, I'm going to motivate you so much, and you're going to feel like a million bucks that you're going to feel like you can walk on these hot coals and not get hurt. He's that guy. No, I, I don't know. Right. Really? Wow. Well, to Tony Robbins, have <laughs> wow. you ever seen Shallow Hal with uh, Jack Black? Yeah, he's the I guy saw that, that shit with subtitles. He, he plays himself, and he's the guy that like he's the guy that changes Shallow Hal and makes all the magic happen. He's just like, a okay. big guy. Okay, so he's a public figure. But the point is, is that he he said something a while back because my brother my brother loves Tony Robbins shit. I'm I'm not a big Tony Robbins guy. My brother is, and then he like comes to me with that like he yeah. gets inspired, and then he's like. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to watch movies you've seen already. I'm like, dude, that's all we do. What the fuck are you talking about? I love movies are my life. And he's like, Tony Robbins would think you're a waste of life. I'm like, dude, he's projecting. He's like, I, we I feel weakened by listening to what Tony Robbins told me. So I'm going to take it out on my brother. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever makes us feel bigger, but I don't need Tony Robbins. I don't need my brother channeling Tony Robbins and tell me what a loser I am. I could get a brand new neighbor that could come in and be like, Hey, how old are you? I'm 31. Is that your mom? Yeah, she lives here. <laughs> this is your room. Uh-huh. Is that kid stuff over there? Yeah, I, I share a kid from a broken relationship. <laughs> yeah, you need to get your shit together. Thanks, Tony Robbins. Well, at least you have a kid. Like, I mean, instead of Oh. It not that it not that it's a bad thing to have like all this like kid shit when you're an adult. Like I'm talking about like video games and movies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, man. Like that's totally okay. But you have a kid, so you kind of have an excuse of why you would have that. No, the, the having a kid is better than an excuse. It's like, you know how society says that by certain ages you should have certain things yeah, or like kill yourself that. or whatever? Fuck right, that. fuck that. <laughs> However, at the same time, like for those people that like play by those rules, I, I have my card. Like I have my kid card. I'm like, got a kid. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. Like if I didn't have a kid, they'd be like, do you even... Have you ever, are you in a serious relationship? Like, do you even life, bro? Like, bro, <laughs> like, do you have a house yet? Like, so that like, you know, 
Because like I believe that Facebook, uh, not that I have a Facebook, I used to have a Facebook, but I, I got rid of it because I just, I stopped. I mean, I have some social media, but I, I think Facebook is just CIA, the app, you know? So it's like, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, and, and not that like, my Apple phone isn't CIA, the phone, you know, right, it's right. just like, I'm done with the app. You know, my, my aunt, my grandma, everybody's on it. I'm off and I've been off. But the, the point is, is that, um, like everybody posts the pictures of the life that they want you to think they have. So literally anytime that I reactivate my account for whatever reason to grab a picture that I, you know, I never saved or to stalk people and make sure they're miserable, you'll never see them miserable because they're, they're yeah, doing yeah. the Tom Cruise. They're like, ah, ah, ah. they, they, you know, well, and so many people have recognized that as well. I, I saw this short film once that was exactly about that. It was like just like this five minute movie of this guy posting on Facebook of all this cool stuff he does and how happy he is. But really on the inside, he fucking hates himself and wants to die. Like he might have been suicidal in the movie, like just suffering from depression, which is shitty. And then the very moment that he starts posting how he actually feels People just start unfriending him and just not giving a shit. So it's it's a very real thing where it, it, social media is just fake. And I, yeah, they you're spied on. <laughs> even if you use Facebook Messenger and don't even use Facebook itself, your messages are sold to advertising companies. I know that from experience because before we, my wife and I even announced, I might have told you this before, before we even announced that we were getting married, we had only spoken about it in one place, Facebook messenger. We were getting physical mail for like wedding venues and all this other shit about weddings. Mm -hmm. Never got it before. And it was only like within days of the first time we talked about it on Facebook messenger. Yeah. And like then I, I, that that's like a small example actually, but I fully believe like with everything about Facebook and the news as well. Um, I usually get my news from NPR, but Facebook has been in the news a lot about whether or not the government should intervene with how it's regulated. And I, I mean, it's not a stretch of the imagination to believe that, yeah, everything you do on Facebook or the internet in general, like people know you do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you're, you're not doing anything nefarious and like questionable. Right then you're fine. Yeah. But if you care about privacy, then well, too bad. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not like all paranoid about the private. Like I already know. Yeah. Like I, I knew I, a long time ago. I'm like, I've yeah. got nothing to hide. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, you are sheep number one, seven, five, seven, five. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, you know, I know that, but it, you know, whenever people sit around and they're like, you know, my phone's tracking me or whatever. I mean, it's picking up on this conversation right now, you know, with yeah, all yeah. three of our phones combined. Well, I've got a Google home mini plugged in over here. Yeah. It's supposedly like, it's always on mic, which it's not programmed to respond unless you tell it to respond, but it's an always on microphone. I don't give a shit. What are they going to do? Listen to me fap in the middle of the night. Yeah, I, the way, the way that I see it is I'm not a Rockefeller or Rothschild. I'm not the 1% and I'm not the elite or whatever. I'm, I'm, if you looked in on my, I mean, you, it would be fun for a second. I'm very boring. Like 
the thing that I like about it is because I'm not like Ron Swanson. I'm not one of those people that's like, they have my address in there. And then I yeah, trash yeah, the computer yeah. or whatever. That's not me. If anything, I like the convenience of the fact that I probably just talked about how much I like Back to the Future. And whenever I'm I'm done here, I'm going to like scroll through my phone and, and go through Instagram. It's going to be like Back to the Future posters, 99 cents. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, CIA. <laughs> how sweet of you. Before I can only- we even release this episode, it's picking us. A- yeah. Up right now. <laughs> it is right now. In fact, whenever I get home, they're like, perhaps you'd like to watch Back to the Future. I'm like, perhaps I would. Yeah. And I would like a pair of those Nikes. And speaking of Avengers, the first Avengers movie, Loki has a line early in the movie that actually sticks out pretty well. Freedom is life's great lie. Once you accept that in your heart, you will know peace. Because there's no such thing as freedom. And as long as you're okay with that, you can live a stress-free life. <laughs> now... That is a very broad statement. You can take it so many different ways. But in relation to this, you know, Facebook being spied on stuff, I don't know. I feel better about it just accepting that it happens. (laughs) I don't think it should happen, but it does and it won't stop. I don't expect it to stop. So maybe I'm part of the problem. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe you are. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but no one has the answers, just opinions, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yep. I, I can say that, uh, I mean, obviously, the powers that be, the plans have been around for years before we ever came around here. Yeah. The only thing that I'm happy about is that there's like AC. I love air conditioning. They got, <laughs> they got pretty people on my movies. Yeah. Like, I get some money, like... The money that isn't being siphoned from me. Yeah. Because I'm well, some sort of a debt slave and you know, in the grand scheme of the pyramid. Have you guys ever thought about like uh, just going primitive? Like some people have already started to do, like go tiny home yep. and just live off the grid, I or or even that. more than that, like go fully primitive and just out into a forest, like and just build a hut. <laughs> no, that has definitely been on my mind. I've actually considered doing that. There was actually yeah. like probably about a year or two where I was seriously looking into buying a van, converting this van into like a like a one of the 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 covert you know yeah. stealth vans. Um, and I had plans, I had everything set up for it. It just never ended up happening. I actually ended up moving out here, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, and I've been here. So, uh, well, you remember Jim from a couple episodes ago, Yep. just encouraging that kind of thing. Like if you got the time, (laughs) do it. (laughs) At least, you know, you will have done that before you meet Rob's wife when he finally gets a woman. And let me tell you, with the tips, <laughs> she's going to be a 10. A 19-year-old beauty. I'll be 60. I'll have millions in the bank, bro. Yeah. It'll be a kickboxer and something-something. Uh, bruh. A millionaire 10 times over, bruh. Hey, bruh. What are your thoughts and feelings, Mike? Thoughts and feelings? Uh, well, to kind of play off of what we were actually talking about, um, I'm kind of with you, honestly. There's, there's kind of a certain point where you can't really make changes as an individual, aside from personal changes, where you can right. you know, deactivate a Facebook account. Uh, maybe use your phone you know, uh, in a limited fashion, which both these I've yet to do. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of accepting what you can and can't do and then taking action on that. Um, and for me, you know, I, I have nothing to hide. I'm not exactly like a golden child or anything like that. I've got, I've done plenty of shit in the past, but nothing that anybody's ever going to be able to come after me for. Um, though I just pretty much live in life, man. You can't really do shit about it. Go wax your car, Mike. Go wax my car. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. It's what we can do is control our reactions to the world. 
And so. also to kind of play off of what Rob here was talking about, trying to become like a like a super super stud. <laughs> <laughs> I actually on my way here. Um, this just kind of reminded me of I'm, I'm walking by and there's this this couple right next to my car like kissing, and the guy like before I even like see them they're they're hidden behind a tree and I just hear the I don't want to say goodbye, goodbye suck, and that was like his line and they started making out and I'm sitting there thinking I'm like that is pure poetry oh my god pure <laughs> poetry this guy. He's a true wordsmith. <laughs> Goodbyes suck. I don't want to say goodbye. Goodbyes suck. Goodbye. So, man, suck. maybe you shouldn't have to take these little like classes or whatever you're doing, man. Just, just yeah, speak Rob. from the heart. Oh, let me <laughs> go ahead and set the record straight for any of our listeners. There's no class. In fact, the only reason that I was following, <laughs> kind of to touch on what we were talking about, it's strictly this thing. We're talking about going off the grid, right? Those tiny houses that you can live on, that you don't pay rent on, that you can move wherever. Like, it's a great idea. I'm going the opposite direction. I want to be so severely into the grid (laughs) that I win. This is what I was talking about with society. It all started with the kid. The kid is like, oh, well, this is my accomplishment. Well, you pass our society test. You may not have a lot of money and you're doing the best you can, but you have a kid, so no judgment to you. If you were 31 with no kid, no wife, and no money, judgment. Yeah. But you have the kid, so you pass. Well, I want to go further. So my idea is I don't want to live off the grid. I want a McMansion. I want, you know what I'm saying? I want a career and no family. I want a a career that's so good that I don't even see my family. (laughs) I want to be like recognized in the society. I want to be man of the year. Like I want all these dumb things that are so meaningless in the grand scheme of things. And I'm telling you the, the reason I'm following so that like, you know, that, that it would be like, Oh, this is how you pick up women. I know how you pick up women. You just be yourself. Don't pick up women. Just be yourself. And you naturally attract who you're supposed to be with. That's Mm. fine. This guy's like a millionaire, bro. He's out there. He's like, follow my thing. If anything, I won't buy into a system because I'm not a sucker. But if he says something along the lines of boys do this, men, men, men does this, men do this and boys do this. And I'm sitting there in boy land like I am. I'll be the first one to admit. Well, I'll be not the first one. to admit. <laughs> I'm not a man by any means, but I should be. I didn't have a father growing up. That's not an excuse or anything, but I just have like, I'm just who I am. And I'm, I'm more like my daughter's like, like age than I am, like what I'm supposed to be. I have like these responsibilities. But the point is, is that this guy's like, I teach boys how to be men. Now, like, granted, he has this whole, like, pick up tins thing. I mean, I'm not, I don't buy into that. But, like, by all means, like, he's like, how to be a millionaire. And I'm like, okay, I can buy into that. Because, again, I want, like, the same thing every other idiot wants. A house that's way too big for your life, you know? Mm. Like, like things and stuff and, and fame and fortune. All that dumb egotistical shit. I want, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here saying I would love that rather than to live off the grid. That being said, I could easily live off the grid. I could easily, but I, I want to th- easily. Maybe if you give up those wants, give up the what? The wants, the wants. Well, yeah, I mean, I could give up those wants easily, but society says that it's achievable. This guy <laughs> on Twitter says it's achievable. So if it's achievable, you can, you I'd too want can it. be part of the 1%. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I would, I could put up my smartphone and just use a flip phone. 
and I wouldn't like hyperventilate or whatever. I mean, <laughs> I just I, I would. Oh, I might, I might, I might be missing an Instagram update from my, my, my favorite celebrity. Dead. Yeah. That, that's how you die. This guy, you're going to miss one of his updates. You'll be so torn apart. No, nah, and I can miss his <laughs> updates because they don't exactly make me feel good about myself. They're not, they don't make me feel great because I apply to most of that boy shit. Yeah. They're like, um, companies want men, not boys. Women want men, not boys. Boys sit around watching Back to the Future. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like sitting there. They're like, well, men wash their fucking cars. And I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I married the right one for myself. I got I got lucky, you could say, because we have Back to the Future and we have like Lord of the Rings and we'll do Harry Potter marathons and all of that shit. She's a gamer. I'm a gamer. And that and that's what I say. Like be yourself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna attract like if you're <laughs> this is this is the way I think about it. If you're not acting like yourself and you're acting like somebody else. The way that life works in the law of attraction, you're going to get a life that isn't yours. Mm. How awkward would that be? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you did what you had to be, or you said what you had to be to attract this certain female, but now you have to be somebody else the rest of your life because yeah. she won't allow back to the future, you know? Well, so it's there, like <laughs> there's a difference as well. There, there's kind of growth for yourself growing up and giving up maybe habits and tendencies that you already know you don't want to keep into adulthood. But then there's also keeping yourself intact. Like those are kind of two different things. Um, I can't think like what's a good example? Like maybe uh, I don't know. Well, like uh, so so uh, <clears throat> thinking less about uh, the, the 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 self and more of the whole. You know, like as a yeah. as a child, as a maybe an early twenties something, you're thinking about your your you know how. What's fun for me? You know, where where's the party at yeah. this weekend? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go get wasted, which I'm 32 and I still think that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm just trying to think, uh, you guys ever watched the Orville? Not yet. What's ah, that? Uh, heard of it. Okay. Uh, then I won't bring this up. There was a perfect example in this last episode, but never mind. Um, no, no spoilers, but we you said know, that as you grow up, you've got that evolution. You you uh, you you become more mature. Your uh, your 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 desires and wants become more mature. Yeah. So you might want to start investing in stocks or in in uh, cryptocurrency or investing in real estate. Or instead of going to a party, you just want to sip on a beer after work and do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, instead of going out and getting some fast food, you actually go get groceries and make your own damn food. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so it's that flip. Just the little things where you're, you're thinking more long-term and how to better yourself, maybe better the people around you rather than by yourself, you know, if I do this, then I will be satisfied until the next time I think I need to do something. Right. I, th I think everyone kind of have, has a plateau. It's on a different level for each person. Like I'm okay with reaching this point in my skill set and my knowledge base and letting that be that. Now I'm just going to live my life, whether it's partying or doing nothing. Like you reach this threshold and maybe decide to not continue those parts. You're like, I'm okay. I don't, I don't need to know like uh, how many planets are in the universe. I'm good. <laughs> there are 10. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Technically only, there's only one. Only. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. it's on a turtle on top of elephants. No, the turtles on the bottom. 
I love the one where we're on top of the turtle. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is it the turtle on top of the... It's it's, Terry Pratchett, right? Yeah. Danny knows. It's on Netflix. Or the... the, uh, the, the, the Discworld. Yeah. It's the whole universe that this author... I think it's Terry Pratchett. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. I think all of his books kind of take place in in Discworld. Yep. Kind of like... uh, Stephen King, all of his stories are all in the same universe. Right. And and Pennywise is yeah. in a dimension next to a turtle. And uh, yeah, Pennywise can only be seen as like the lights. I forgot what they call. I mean, I was into it years ago, but yeah, I couldn't be able yeah. to tell you. But I always liked the idea that King's universe is all in the same. It's all in the same universe. And then Dark Tower even stems from that like universe with the turtle and Pennywise and the... Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, man. Then Marvel comes along. We're like, no, we do the shared universe thing. <laughs> and then, and then DC comes <laughs> along, and goes, us too, uh, us too, Justice League. We we have Robert Downey Jr. too. They're like, no, we don't. Well, can we get him? Like, <laughs> real create, re, real creativity, DC. <laughs> I, I have yet to see Aquaman. I've heard good things about it. I finally yeah. watched Justice League about a month ago. I'm sorry. I. I gave it an honest effort because I am not biased about that franchise one way or the other. I just thought it was a bad movie, but say it wasn't terrible, but it like, it wasn't cohesive and I'm not going to get into that. I I know this goes against, I'm going to contradict as I always do when I'm on the show. I contradict myself completely throughout throughout every episode. So to go against everything I was saying about McMansions and, and being man of the year times man of the year and all the, the useless shit that, that makes us feel so great that I still want, um, even though I know it's meaningless and it fucking leads you nowhere. I want my own dark tower. I want, God damn it. I want my daughter to look and go, that's my dad's. She wouldn't even know me at that point. I'd be so busy at my job <laughs> doing God knows what. Um, but um, fuck me. There you was a legacy. There, there was a point to all of this. No. Um, the thing is, is that I'm like, I'm for that lifestyle. However, I'm also like, anti for profit shit like yeah. i don't like that my entertainment has to like the okay let me just start simple in order to make a film that i think is going to be fantastic to hold my attention you need money put into that film yes i've seen films that are shit that have a hundred million dollars put into them and i've seen great films that have like three hundred thousand dollars put into them and I love the prettier one, even though there was less substance, it was real hollow, it's some bullshit. Formulaic. Just point is, is that like media, it, the, <laughs> the film industry is so like fucking saturated with like studio suits that sit there and they'll take like probably a once great idea, the Justice League, a once great script. Zack Snyder was like, these are my ideas. I'm bringing them directly from my graphic novel and, and this and that. And you have that one fucking prick in the room that, that his dad got him the job. And <laughs> he's literally just sitting there high off a of Coke and he's just like, well, um, technically speaking, Scarlett Johansson has a broad appeal from um, age range 24 to 38. They can't get enough of her. Uh, let's have a Scarlett Johansson lookalike in our film. They're like, but um, this isn't the direction we're going in. We don't really want pretty people. Oh, okay. I suggest if you want your job Monday, <laughs> screenwriter, we can, uh, you know. What's and, your name? But <laughs> you see, like, I I like I like movies. The, the best way for me to describe them is they're paintings, not pictures. So, like, totally. 
I like when a film can move you. And usually all the shit that moves me doesn't have like a fucking studio breathing down the neck of the yeah. filmmaker. Usually the filmmaker, poor bastard, has to prove like like we'll take Batman Begins, for example. Like Batman Begins at the time for me, I didn't get it. I didn't get the bigger picture, but let's take the title Batman Begins. Nolan, and I don't have this, isn't confirmed. I wasn't on the phone with him. Chris, well, baby, what's going on? <laughs> I wasn't on the phone with him, but I guarantee you, he probably didn't want to call his first movie Batman Begins. I mean, if if the second one was called The Dark Knight and that was like really fucking like, yeah, thank you. That means that he made the studio enough money the first time around to actually get permission and not call his film Batman something or Batman 2 or right. something yeah, with yeah. so that oh, it was a Batman movie. You know, it was like such a risk for them to do something, but he had earned that by giving them box office dollars. My point is is like let the man fucking and I get it. Batman is such a huge part of like the money that WB makes, but like look at how y'all fucked it up. With the money and the stupid suit ideas. Well, that that's the tricky shit when you turn art into a business. There are going to be business people who just look at it as a business. And I think when you let the artistry take over and the creativity take over, you end up with an R-rated Deadpool being the biggest moneymaker like, of its generation, yeah. nearly. And you actually let the artist do what they want. Yes. Then you get something good and it's going to make you that money. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. <clears throat> Go ahead. I'll challenge you. Because, <laughs> uh, because sometimes the artists may have a beautiful vision or even like a, mm. a perfect, you know, idea, but the execution of it is yeah. horrible. Uh, good example. Uh, Rogue One. The, uh, the, 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 product that actually was going to come out uh, was nowhere near where what we actually ended up getting. And this is why we actually ended up getting uh, so much footage in those trailers that didn't even exist in the movie itself. That is a, I, I want that to die, but it's continuing still. Shots from trailers that don't make it into the movie makes me so mad. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> reason why they ended up doing that was because he was so into the art they basically would spend like hours being like, let's, let's just shoot shit. Yeah. This let's one's you just walk for the trailer. The, yeah. Yeah. Then there were like creative hour, independent hour, that kind of thing. And they did that pretty much the entire beginning of the, 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 the production. Yeah. So you've got hours upon hours of just nothing, them just fucking around because they're artists, you know, uh, and nothing came of it. So they had to hire new people to come in and do endless amounts of reshoots to actually make something usable. Yeah, you know, so that that I think is a good example of uh, of art not really being successful. You know, uh, there were some beautiful aspects of that that they kept, uh, and the movie itself actually ended up being pretty decent. It was a good mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, but if they left it to just that 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 director, and honestly, I'm horrible with director names. I don't know. I, I know James Cameron because he's also another example I was going to bring up. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess another, you know, uh, example of it working, James Cameron, which... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, guys are fucking genius. You know, The Abyss. You guys ever watched The Terminator. Abyss? Terminator, yeah, The Abyss, yeah. The Abyss. Fucking love that movie, man, because it's beautiful. And it's beautiful, and it paved the way for so many, like, modern CGI that is actually used, you know, with the, with the water and uh, with the... the, the, the crazy things that they actually had to do to film that, like converting like an old nuclear power plant that actually 
was never in use into two giant ass tanks where they could film all these underwater shots and the the mm-hmm. endless torture that the the crew and cast had to go through to to actually do this. But he had a vision. He knew how to execute that vision. And because of Terminator, because of Aliens, he had the pull to actually get the the studio to let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, uh, I don't think that movie actually did as well. Um, I, I think here domestically it didn't. It like broke even or something like that. But um, great movie, great example of art. You, you make a fair executed. point though. There is kind of a balance in between there. You're right. So I, I shouldn't just jump to one side of it and say, oh, this is the way. But because I've seen examples even with like small indie flicks where maybe the the filmmaker is just like trying to find out what they can do, which is why the movie ended up seeming super pretentious and dumb. But that seems to be something like even with like small indie films where your budget is so strict that you cannot hire people or get other people involved. So you have to do half the shit yourself. (laughs) and then you don't get that input from like you shouldn't you know you don't have that person saying no no you shouldn't do that because this reason you just kind of shove everything in there because you're in love with your own work yeah and then it's like uh, you kind of missed the mark you're right and i owe everybody here an apology wow because as as you were talking about cameron and then i started thinking about other directors and and look some of them, like Quentin, fantastic job. They could go out. The studio doesn't even need to check up on him. Quentin will come back with, like, a, like we'll just be blown yeah. away. Tarantino? Because he loves film so much, how could he not put it into his work? So, right. like, he'll always create a film. Even Jackie Brown, which I think is his worst one, over Death Proof. I still think it's fantastic. It's a great hangout movie. But you have somebody that I think is equally talented, a Cameron Crowe. Don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Cameron Crowe uh, made movies like um, Almost Famous and Jerry Maguire, so much so that the studio is now like, you're our guy. Go out there and make a movie. And he's made like three solid flops with no studio involvement in there. And uh, and, and you're right. there There is a nice balance. But to bring it back, the problem with our society is, with companies in the entertainment industry, not in the entertainment industry, telecommunications, home improvement, whatever it is, <laughs> the people that are getting promoted are not your visionaries anymore. Your visionaries, they they're happy creating and you know creating their work or whatever. They're not going to strive for more. It's these fucking they, they, bro, follow my program. You got your marketing and your salespeople numbers people and they're being promoted to the top so now these are your ideas guys guys that never had a vision guys that that don't understand the love or the passion they just see the number or whatever these guys are the ones that are that are telling Zack Snyder no 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 more avengers more more batman and uh they call it the justice league sir more avengers bitch like give <laughs> us more of that and that's why there are too many cooks in the in the kitchen and then like it's spoiled no matter what industry we're in in fact, uh, human beings, we were only supposed to be figuring out like, <laughs> I mean, I won't get into the raunchy aspects of it, but let's just say like gathering food was like, you know, our mission, yeah. you know? And then now our mission is like our phones just going through every single like, you know, category and whatnot. I mean, we are, we're just exploding at this level to where I mean like yeah we can sit here and bitch about how the Justice League or any of these other films got ruined because well my idea would have been better if I got in there the point is is that like quality these days across the board is failing 
because the people on top, no offense, there are still some great people on top. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys are just marketing sales. That's it. Where are your Steve Jobs? Where are your, I would say Michael Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. But, but you know, where, where are your visionaries? Dead. They're, uh, (laughs) they're not given the chance, man. In this world, in this society, it's about who you know and And who you blow. Oh God, that's actually pretty much it, honestly. It is. Weinstein, you know, it it is. (laughs) You know, uh, no, it's so much bigger than what we're making it out to be. It's not just this or that. It's so complex. Like you, you could be how we were talking earlier about just accepting the machine for being what it is and then living your life in peace because you know the evil of it. But if you ever want to actually make a change, you have to kind of fight against that a bit. Yeah. And that, that goes for the, the film industry, just everyday life. I don't want to get into political stuff cause that's not what this show is about. Yeah. But in art as well is so subjective that there might, I'm sure there are people out there who love the justice league movie. And I mean, I hope there are because I don't want the, any movie to ever be a complete failure. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll still uh, say this. And I think I actually mentioned this in an early episode, but I did like the uh, Super Brothers, or sorry, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, dude. I love the Super Mario Brothers yeah. Rest movie. in peace, Bob House. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I mean, look, I like bad movies too. Um, and, and I do. You're right. I'm sorry. Again, apologies across the board. Apologies to the listeners. Rob, why do we even have you on here anymore, man? I, I got to be honest. Like, I, no, just, I'm trying to get you to apologize at least 10 times. No, because there there deserves to be an apology. You're right. That's so in the grand three, scheme of four, things. Right there. <laughs> Listen. It's like uh, that meow game. In the, in the, in the grand troopers. scheme of things, like, right. We can just accept the fact that for every in Star Wars spinoff or justice league film that they fuck up that we all i could have done it better we could have all done it better in our heads yeah put yourself in the environment and see what you can turn out there are winners there are like literally it's not like oh god you know the movie business has been like this desert fucking where nothing good has come out in the last 10 there are movies that come out every year that i'm still inspired by that still move me that i'm i mean uh, it, just to name one, for example, Creed Two. I've seen it like twice. I ball crying at the end of that movie, <laughs> and it's the same fucking story that's been recycled since 1974. Yeah, it's the same story with the same formula. And here I am finding these key moments between these fathers and and, and sons inside of there, and I'm just sitting there like third time I've seen it. Just <clears throat> fuck, wow, and I love. When something can move me like that. Yeah. So, and if, if it's still happening, then you're right. Then there's just going to be pros and cons. There's going to be a balance. But I think that what it comes down to is I, at the end of the day, or we all take a franchise that we love and we could come up with an installment in our own heads that we might not have like the full screenplay or the full story picked out, but you have a few shots or a few things you'd love to see. And when you see them get close to that or butcher it or whatever it is, that's when you kind of get outraged. Well, it, because it's so subjective. Okay. Well, first of all, I never hype anything up anymore. I never set expectations for something I'm about, I'm about to experience. Knowing that I'm going into a movie like the Avengers, for example, I avoided spoilers like the plague. I had some predictions, but I went in with as clean of a mind as I possibly fucking could. (laughs) And I loved it. Um, 
but the people who are making the movies that tend to be flops or not as appreciated, the winners in that scenario are the ones who look at that and say, okay, I see what went wrong with it. Or they search for what went wrong with it. Cause that's kind of the artistry of it is like, okay, now I've learned something and I'm going to build my skill set up a bit more so I can turn out something good. Hopefully sometime in my life. Oh shit. I'm a failure. You guys might've seen like the paintings I did recently. I've been wanting to get back into painting for a long time. Finally did it. And there are still things on those canvases that I see like, oh, I wish I would have done this differently. And I stopped myself from doing any edits. Like, no, just let those fucking be. Don't care that that one part is different from, from what you wanted it to be. And you didn't notice it until a day later after it all dried. Oh shit. Because just let that exist. Like as a reminder of like, okay, that was me at that point in time. How can I do it differently next time to get a different result? And really it, we talked about this with Jim, I think just being kind of reflecting on yourself and just growing as much as you possibly fucking can. Cause no one really knows what they're doing. We're all just trying. Right. So apparently if this is 31, <laughs> if this is 31, then everybody's just winging it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and for all we know, the person who discovered how to make a campfire for the very first time did it by accident. Because he decided to go for a walk that day and, I don't know, stepped on a stick and it broke and he carried it back to camp and then something happened. Like, Mike, you texted Rob saying, hey, asshole, wax your car or I'll kill your whole family. <laughs> Verbatim, and it was <laughs> lazy fuck. <laughs> you dirty, lazy fuck. It's like, why nobody loves you. Butterfly. Why, why wax your car. Uh, you couldn't factor. pick up a 10 if you, <laughs> 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 you fucking poor lazy fuck debt universe dough yeah that, that's all i'm getting at is it's mystical you uh you reminded me of something that i was actually thinking about the other day um my dad uh he retired at uh 60 he retired at 65 um for 17 years, he worked at uh, this. I'm not going to name the company because I don't want to promote anybody. Uh, but this this uh, company that made potato chips, <laughs> and uh, he had a uh, grueling job, man. 17 years doing that. 64, 17 years. What's the starting age right there? That's 47, 46. So at 46 years old. He started a backbreaking job and he stuck with it for 17 years and retired from it. So he didn't have his shit together up until 46, 47. He yeah. finally found a job that was decent and it was actually worth staying that. Um, I still got plenty of time, man. I'm 32. Yeah, yeah. You know, 47. If I don't find a decent thing that I want to do before then, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm golden, man. So there's plenty of time. There's no no sense in rushing life. There's no sense in going off of anybody else's like time frames. <laughs> Rob, you wax your but, car whenever you want. You will get those tens. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I fully promote going with your instincts as often as possible. Yeah. So if you feel like, okay, this is a change I feel like I want to make for my life, you just do it. Like anytime someone asks... <laughs> I can't say the word ask. That's really hard to say. Asks. Anytime somebody asks me the question of why did you move to California from New York, you big dumb idiot? I say, I just want to change because I don't know. <laughs> I just, it wasn't working. <laughs> I wanted to try something. So I did. Yeah. 
and now I'm here and it's great. And uh, Danny and I, my wife, we were talking about retirement just a couple of days ago to touch on that concept. And she did a little bit of research and it seems to be the case that retirement, when it was first thought up like 200 years ago, the average lifespan is that people would die around age 70 and age of retirement was 65. So basically you would work until death. These days you see people picking up hobbies like golfing or, you know, just going on vacations all the time. Or maybe you pick up a new part-time job because you don't want to just be a bored old person. So I guess what I'm getting at is along the lines of just do what you want. It's never too late to like pick up something new, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm no, doing. No, man. In fact, that that's a good point because we did read this uh, like this short story in my college class about an old guy who just like literally went and worked as a Walmart greeter because he was like, I know I'm retired, but yeah. I still want to work, you know, and I, I was watching that Clint Eastwood movie with my uncle the other day and I'm like, Grand Damn. Torino. No, it was actually, it's like 10 years after Grand Torino. It's called the mule. Oh, okay. and he, you know, he's still doing it. He's still out there doing it. And I know Clint, like nobody's like, somebody's like Clint, man, yeah. the PG and E bills do. And he's like, well, fuck, how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> Say Bradley Cooper. You got any <laughs> movies I could be in? Um, no, he, he wasn't doing that. It's like for the love. So I'll be honest with you. If there was work out there that I love to do, like it was my passion, like believe me, if like we were paid to sit here and like put out quality episodes and like talk and put out a pie, whatever, and like you didn't have to, yeah, like it would be my pleasure, but your pleasure is also your job. So like believe me, I wouldn't stop at 65 if I was Clint. I'd be out there like Grand Torino 5, <laughs> Real, Grand Justice, you know, and and doing that. But what's funny to me is that I'm constantly, because I'm still, I'm wearing the society goggles. Got to have the McMansion. I'm a loser. Hey, I have my kid. I get a pass. Like, I'm still doing that. So I literally am sitting here going 31. Well, fuck, I graduated high school. Like, I still feel mentally like I'm 18, right? Because not much changed, except I have to pretend to be an adult and like pretend to be decent and all this other dumb shit you got to do, <laughs> like to, you know, out in society to survive so that you're not some outcast or whatever. And you can have like this great life with all the fun rewards that your ego tells you you need. Like I'm still playing that game. So I'm sitting there like a ticking time bomb and I'm watching movies and like, no shit. This is literally how I, I find out where I am. I'll watch a movie and I'm like, man, Bradley Cooper's, not to keep, I mean, that's just first name out of the hat, right? <laughs> so I'll watch like a movie. Bradley Cooper, he's been famous for like, you know, a decade plus. You know, we, we saw him in the early 2000s. He's, he's still out there. So I'll be watching something like Wedding Crashers, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, Bradley Cooper looks like he's got it put together. He's a good looking guy. Looks like an adult. Like, what does an adult look like? It doesn't look like me. I look like a kid. So I Google how old was Bradley Cooper when he did Wedding Crashers? It was like 26. I'm like, I'm 31. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I've just opened Bradley Cooper's <laughs> Facebook page. I'm in the movies. What do you do? I live with my mom. No, it's like, so not only do I feel like a loser, but I feel like, man, when Bradley Cooper was like the age I was when I was having a kid, he was in Wedding Crashers and he's Johnny Boppin' Rockstar, you know, and all this yeah. other stuff. Go ahead. Think about the people who you didn't know about who are now household names maybe uh like the guy who played oberon martel oh, he was like, the red viper yes you killed her what, is it a red viper or you, just viper I, it's probably the viper yeah. I, I thought he was a red viper he didn't sound like red right you red murdered viper. her <laughs> yeah i loved him everybody did 
but like he, no one really knew about him until that. And then now he's going to be the Mandalorian in, in a new Star Wars TV show. Oh, I didn't know that. True. <laughs> True. And I do oh. use the Ricky Gervais method. Like Ricky Gervais didn't do, didn't he break out and do his own The Office show until he was in his 40s. But right, my, right. My 40s are coming up quick. I will be in a position raising <laughs> hopefully my one daughter. I hope I don't do this again. You know, at my mom's if she's still alive. And I'll be sitting there and I'll be watching like Ricky Gervais and I'll be like, fuck, I'm 45. Yeah, but this I is- didn't do it yet. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that unrealistic, like that pressure that's put on us by society. Like, what have you done by what age? You, yeah. You know, I want to let go of that. I do. Well, that's a barrier that I think a lot of people are starting starting to let go of more and more often now because they recognize it for what it is. People more and more these days, it seems like they're not doing the marriage, start a family thing, you know, like in the early 20s or late teens, like we were thought we had to do growing up as kids. Like you don't even have to have kids. I think more people are starting to just not have kids. I don't recommend it <laughs> financially. <laughs> financially it's a bad move. Oh man, I would have too much anxiety about that. I get worried enough as it is just with a dog and a cat. Yeah. <laughs> but there's another thing too something I've said before on this show is we are obsessed with measuring everything. Yes. And this just might be something in the United States with our culture here where everything, ha- we have to live up to something in every department of life. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> I know. Right. But how did I get programmed that way? I certainly wasn't walking well, around with well, that idea as a toddler. And there are different aspects of it. Like there's the encouraging side of it. Like you can do great things whether it's for yourself or for other people, you can do it. Do you want to? And then there's this side of it that's like, you have to do these things because you're expected to do these things. Another example of finding the balance for what keeps you satisfied, at the very least satisfied, if not happy. Right. And I don't expect to be happy forever. Like I, I somebody, not me, I'm not that wise, but somebody great. And I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be able to tell you who it was or who cares. Michael Lugo. Mike Lugo. No, Mike Lugo had some sound <laughs> advice. I'm telling you, I know it's too early. Like I'm that guy that like takes a vitamin one day and then tells everybody, Oh, I'm on these vitamins, man. You got to take this. You guys got to do this. this. You, got, you guys got this for your muscles and your protein. No wax in your like, car. will change know, the world. But the, the amount of like satisfaction and pleasure that goes into like doing something you don't want to do, like working out or, um, washing your car, just some little thing that could benefit you, especially if you don't want to do it equals happiness. Cause whenever you're done, you're like, well, I'm fucking proud. I did that. And then there's a little pride for yourself. And then guess what? You start doing it a while. And then I don't know, maybe a solid 10, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I, it goes with goes without saying, I don't rate women on this scale. I think that I, I, I know the disclaimer I in here, this show pre Warning, this show contains <laughs> spoofs. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, the but the idea is that um, somebody may say like, wow, it's a real nice car. It might inspire. You never know what's going to trickle and inspire. However, like how I think and how I feel is improving based off of Mike sending me one text and, it, and it's fucking, it, it was awesome. Well, I, and a lot of it comes down to faith too, I think. Like, 10, 20 years ago, I was the kid who was thinking, man, I'm never going to make enough money to ever rent, rent my own place or do anything, even 
when I bought my first video game console, I was 13 and saved up for a GameCube. Like that was a turning point for me. I was like, fuck, I can, I can do that. Fuck. Okay. Let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just started working and my income now is probably double what it was even a year ago or two years ago. Pretty close to it. Society approves. You've done a good job. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's the kind of thing where before I thought, I'm just going to be stuck at this shitty job forever. Like, just be miserable. And when you're stuck in that kind of place, it's so dangerously easy to accept miserable as the status quo. Absolutely, man. So when you do something medicinal for your happiness, like... For me, like instead of, for example, taking medication for anxiety or, or depression, go for a run or a bike ride. Holy shit, does that make me feel good? Like if you can find something like that, that makes you feel like, no, this is this is a good feeling. It, it actually sucks being miserable. It was the, I, I was wrong about it. It's the other way. And I know that. Like that was a lesson I learned so long ago, but it's something that comes back every year because I'm one of those seasonal people cold weather makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'm sorry. I actually just, um, experienced that. Like I've, I've been this like radiating fucking being for like years, but like just recently started having these seasons yeah. or the types of days determine how I'm going to feel. Yeah, yeah. And that's why like I avoid certain things at all costs. Like if it's rainy and dreary out, I don't care how sick I am I'm going to work. Yeah. I will not stay home and waste a, a perfectly good sick day being sick and sad and like grumpy. So like literally as the weather started and I mean, look, I don't mean to be the guy that gets on here and talks about the weather. Oh, <laughs> been fantastic. We really need that rain. But just to put it into perspective, it has been a long, gloomy, gray ass, rainy fucking winter from January up until about two or three weeks ago. And when that summer sun came out and, and us in, in beautiful Northern California, it gets hot as balls. So hot that you're like, please let winter come and never leave. Right. I'm begging for the hottest balls right now. <laughs> I know we always are. We always, the grass is always greener. But as soon as those summer vibes started coming out, I mean, like, why not wash your car? And look, I, I've, I've been on the, the side of things where I'm in a routine and I'm in a habit and I like doing things, but I'm talking about like, the, the depressing shit where like you don't even want to start because what's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do I want to go for that run today? Why do I even want to go and wash the car? What the fuck is the point? Who am I impressing? Who am I doing it for? Like, yeah. what is it all about? It's so hard. You think like, and then people tell you, man, it's real simple. I started going to the gym last week and I'm like, dude, I don't even want to drive to the gym, let alone go there. But I'm here to tell you because I know you want some advice from Uncle Robert. I'm here to tell you Uncle Rabs. that if you just do something as simple as set aside the time. We cannot call you uncle, by the way. Dude, I was such a John Stamos fan growing up. <laughs> just call me Uncle Rob just for a little bit. If I slip $5 on the table, just call me that. <laughs> and then I get to be John Stamos. No, but um, just take the time just for the ceremony of it. Even if you're not going to put in like a fucking a Lou Ferrigno, Arnold Schwarzenegger worthy workout, fucking do like three positions, not not sexual <laughs> positions. I, why did I say or those. Yeah. Do like, you know, curl them this way, do some pushups this way and do it that way. At least set the time to it, to do it. And then that's the first one. So literally you couldn't have, I mean, you could have just sat down like a, you know, like an oaf, like you would have done anyway. And even though you didn't fucking like leave the workout session, a fucking, 
a chiseled man or whatever it is. <laughs> the point is, is that that's as hard as it got was fucking doing it the first time. Now, just try to keep it up, not three times a week, not every single day. Don't, I mean, sure, you can find the time, but just tell Siri, like, hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, bing, bing, everything just hey, pulls bitch. up on us. Yeah. Hey, Bill Gates, listen, <laughs> could you just remind me, not today, not tomorrow, tomorrow's my rest day. I did three positions. Got a Ouija board. Hey, I, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. I'm, I'm Michael Jackson. Listen. Oh, God. I'm no. sorry. He's a good guy. Uh. He's a good guy. Anyway, <laughs> you watch when that documentary comes. Hey, this isn't about politics, all right? Yeah, Chill. yeah, move on. Chill out. This isn't about current events. This is about life. Chill out, dickwad. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> Say, bud, did you just see a bright light? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love Terminator and Schwarzenegger. We covered this in November. Yeah. Um, the point is, is that you you just tell Alexa or Siri, whatever, remind me to do a workout at six o'clock the next time. And then just try three or four more. Point is, is you get into a little bit of a routine and then here you are two weeks later. Now, two weeks. I still have the ability to just drop it all. Next time you guys check out on me, you're like, Rob, the car's getting dirty. I'm like, fuck that car. <laughs> Rob, you're looking a little chunky. Fuck working out, man. Rob, we saw you with a two the other day. Fuck it, man. I don't need tens. Twos. Twos are where it's at. <laughs> but um, I don't even know what a two or a ten is. To me, they're all tens, right? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But but I feel so damn proud of myself that now I'm not sitting down. Now, I'm still an oafish, lazy, depressed piece of shit. But at least I can sit there and go, I've got two weeks in so far. So whenever I came in and I'm thanking you about sending me that text about washing my car, it really did go a long way. Even if it was for two weeks, I can still sit down my, my fat ass on the couch and sit there and go, well, at least I wasn't, you know, too lazy to go. I did it. I'll do it next month, you know, or whatever it's going to be. I'm going to do my best to keep it up because I do like the idea of upgrading my life, like we were talking about the first time I came in in October and we're talking about leveling up. Well, I mean, think about it. Better clothes, better haircut, better car, better whatever, better body. Probably going to have better results. Like you probably better just- Better butts. Better butts. You probably just feel a little bit better. And hey, if you can feel it better, like if you could replace your soda with water and then like in one week, you just have clearer thoughts. Like why wouldn't you want to upgrade your life? Yeah, yeah, it sucks starting, but like honestly- the self pride and every I'm gonna stop. I've been fucking rambling. <laughs> you guys, do y'all have mute buttons? It, I can just put on y'all. It gets <laughs> it gets to kind of the heart of something I wanted to say earlier, but could not find the words. Is that basically if you can just find it in yourself, somewhere in there, there's got to be a portion of energy that you have not discovered that is gonna boost you toward making sure you're not a miserable fuck. But it, when you're stuck in that way. Like if anyone ever like has depression or anything like that, it's so much easier said than done to just find something and do it and you'll feel better. Ah, man, it's not that easy. But when you finally like make that breakthrough, it's an investment. It, It might start out with very small mental baby steps of, okay, today I'm going to wake up. I might have some coffee, but I'm going to go to work. I'm not going to call in sick again. And I'm just going to, get through this and then accomplish something today. I don't know. What's the point? But it, it starts with kind of small baby steps and this is just one method. But then a week later, you kind of add a couple more steps to that. Like, you know what, today I'm, instead of taking the dog out just to pee around the corner, I'm actually going to take her for a walk around the block. You know, and then a week later after that, it's like you're jogging or something, whatever it is. Everything is an investment, but it's that starting 
you, everyone can see the end result. No fucking problem. Starting is the hard part. The hardest part is once you hit that plateau where you feel like, like, okay, I started, I got a boost. It feels really good. And then you wake up one day, you're like, eh, I can do that tomorrow. Manana. Next day, manana. And that continues. Mm-hmm. And you just fall right back into your threat, your status quo. Everyone has a status quo that generally speaking, you will fall back into. So it, it takes a huge amount of mental energy to just give yourself, create a new status quo and let that be your normal. Damn. I'm actually going through that right now, man. <laughs> you, you just like hit the nail right on the head with that. <clears throat> I, I started about a month ago, this keto thing. And yeah. I was actually doing really, really good up until about a week ago. Uh, and then like, I've been doing it like on and off every other day, which is not good because it takes about three days to get into ketosis. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much useless at that point. Uh, but for three weeks, man, like the first two weeks, I hated everybody. Like I was just a complete asshole to anybody and everybody else around me. And I just wanted to like, that's when he sent that text. But yeah, no, and I'm kind of hitting that, that plateau, man. I'm wanting to like yeah. just stop. Um, like thinking right now, pizza, pizza sounds amazing. Uh, but I should keep this going. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, man, and then you start to make up excuses. Like we can have a cheat day, which is okay. It's okay to have a cheat day, but then your cheat day turns into two days a week and then it's three days a week. <laughs> I had three cheat days this <laughs> it's, week. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. Oh man. I lost it. And that was your dad is a bear. Thank you for listening with us today. Is that really it? No, well, actually. No. <laughs> have you found my marbles? I've seemed to have lost them. <laughs> I we we were talking. We've we've been feeling this for a while, I think. But we were texting back and forth right before this. Like maybe we should just make this our last episode because I think we kind of hit that plateau around episode ten or so. So like kind of ever since then, we've just been like, hey, this is working. Let's keep doing it. So we're kind of considering just making this it for now anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's not to say we can't have a glorious comeback sometime, but there are other parts, I think, that uh, each of us are individually focusing on. My two cents, not that you guys asked or anything like that, is as long as the energy is being channeled somewhere, yeah. then, uh, you know, your dad is the bear. Your dad is the bear. <laughs> you are the bear, Rob. That's, that's the fucking, that's the, sp- that's the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Uncle Bear Dad. You, he was the a- listener, are the bear. <laughs> oh my dad. Gorsh. I know, right? <sighs> Damn. Um, but no, but honestly, as long as the energy is being channeled into to whatever it is, you know, into creating, that's that's what's so fun about about being on the show with you guys is no matter what the energy is, where you're channeling it, it and you know, if this is it for your dad as a bear, well, I mean, I mean, it's bittersweet because <laughs> like one, it's it's sweet because I'm a part of that. Like, wow. Like, okay. like, wow. Yeah. Like what an honor for me. Right. Us, like, my dude. No, but me, but, um, and, <laughs> no, but then the bitter part is, is that like, I hate the end of something. However, much like, um, Oprah, like her show came to an end, but the Oprah fucking planet network, like yeah. still has its fucking tentacles. And like, I don't know what Oprah's up to. That's a horrible example. <laughs> what about Rosie O'Donnell? No, I just, 
No, what but, about Michael Jackson? <laughs> hey, we're not going to go no, there, but no, no, no. It, the dude was the dude was he, not. He existed. He existed. Let's leave it at that. Right. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I shot him six times. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like, like as long as you two great minds are fucking creating, no matter what it is, video, podcast, art, in any form, like, I sign me up. I like, I'll either fucking buy or fucking participate. Whatever it is, I dig <laughs> your creative process. I dig your artistic abilities, both of you. I dig you, my dude. You're yeah, a man. 10. You are a 10. <laughs> well, then I fucking, then it was worth it to spoil the Avengers then because I fucking reached my 10. Dude, that part when Rob Shaw dies. Oh my God. Damn, man. <laughs> Speechless, man. Speechless. Oh, man. Don't do that die ever you got to be the last man on earth well we never die oh okay like cool. like, like problem solved <laughs> let's just get into it we never die death is but an illusion it's another path that we all must take oh. life is an illusion energy always continues these bodies don't but the energy totally the energy is is um i believe that what do you call it everlasting uh it's it's infinite yeah yeah all connected to one loving source well, I got to say the energy put into the show and the output out put 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 out from put out from the show. <laughs> <laughs> the energy in the show has been fun. Yeah. We're, we're, we don't want to ride it into doom just by continuing because we feel like we have to. No. But also we already did more than we set out to do in the first place. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so then the question becomes, Mike, Tannis, what will you do next? Next, I think I'm going to go take a shit and then I'm going to give one too. Well, Rob, I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, we never saw him again. We think he's still there. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> no, I mean, there are also plenty of people that we wanted to like be guests on here as well, who either didn't or we wanted to have back. So I don't know. I, I might just pick it up down the road again. It's not like it has to stop forever. It's just, yeah, let's focus on other stuff for a while. Yeah. Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> everybody likes a comeback. Yeah. yeah, everybody likes. And we never we never planned on this like exploding into popularity either. So it's been a really good outlet either way. And hopefully people listening have enjoyed it, hopefully learned something, hopefully have taught us stuff. I, I know some listeners have given feedback that have improved my outlook on things. And, uh, yeah, it's, there are more words out there, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I've definitely enjoyed this. This has been a uh, truly amazing experience. Uh, years of people telling me I need to get on radio. This has been a, <laughs> a good uh oh. Uh, a good segue into that maybe someday we'll see but also uh i think being on the podcast is probably the most i've actually talked to people like actually talked like conversed with people on a regular basis so it's been good yeah yeah, yeah. I, th I think i've talked with people <laughs> more on this show than i have in real, yeah. in real life it's, it's kind of weird <laughs> kind of forces you to be social so yeah this is it's the a good only thing. time i've ever been caught speechless is when you ask me a question and i mean like 
It doesn't happen in real life. Like yeah, I'll just yeah. bring it on. Now I'm like concerned with what, what, what would the listener think if I answered it that way? <laughs> I um <clears throat> would never call a female a tin. <laughs> never. That's messed up, man. Are you saying there are no tens? Yeah, jeez, dude. Like seriously, even the the maid that cleans up my apartment is a tin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Arnold Braunschweiger, the famous comedian. I'm Arnold Braunschweiger. Well, <laughs> oh, shit, man. You, Shell shocked over here, man. <laughs> I had no idea this this was it for now. Neither did we. Yeah, right. this, this was a just made text it. like <laughs> twenty minutes before we actually <laughs> met up. Yeah, today. it was actually a text like twenty minutes into this show. You're like, we got to stop having these fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't foresee this being the permanent end. Uh, okay, I think part of it is uh, my stress is reacting to outside factors. So I'm like, I need to free up part of my energy capacity to account for these other things for a while. Oh, yeah. The editing process alone will just... It's not that I dislike it at all either. It's but enjoyable. doesn't it take a while? It does. Yeah. It's time that I need can and need to be spending on other things. Like washing your fucking car. Like washing my dishes. You dirty, lazy <laughs> fuck. Pooping. <laughs> um, taking the dog for a short, short walk. <laughs> Stella, you're a dog. But maybe that walk turns into a jog. Oh, my. Maybe that jog turns into a run. Maybe that run turns into, oh, I just came by Rob's car. <laughs> and then maybe that turns into, I'm suing him, and there's my McMansion. Yeah, and that's how we get that. married. I don't, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you old flirt. Maybe that run turns into a text from Mike, like, hey, you got to polish your shoes, buddy. <laughs> Lazy fuck. <laughs> no, I honestly, that's so funny. That is so funny. I started looking at other areas I could tighten up too because I liked the result of seeing my waxed car so much. Wow. That I started like going through my and I honestly I threw out clothes that I knew I would never wear again, and then I started sprucing up clothes that like I hadn't worn in a while, but they they they're still like they're timeless. So yeah. like I kept them, and one of them is a pair of black shoes that looked hideous, and I polished them all because of Mike. All because of this one text message. <laughs> and literally, I'm telling you, I felt so cool the other day. I took a vacation. I wasn't, you know, I was paid to like, and instead of like fucking lounging around playing Zelda all day or whatever it is, I literally went through my closet and like the end result was, I can't wait to wear these clothes again. Yeah. And like, I was so happy. And like, I could have just like, honestly spent three hours just binge watching something and then felt like a big piece of shit. All right. So, well, this is how we get you your uh, millionaire mansion. We turn this into a movie. Mike Lugo, the magic texter, he just texts people and it changes their lives. I just pulled up that text and this is what I said verbatim. <laughs> Got to get that car yours washed and waxed. Ha ha. Yeah, man, you were a fucking, <laughs> you, you were a fucking prick about four weeks ago, man. I thought that Kato, that Kato, like honestly, this is every text I've ever gotten from Mike Lugo. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, man, want to go for a walk? Hey, bud, how you doing? No, yeah. you, you this, gotta, is, this you, is Mike Lugo, week one of Keto. You fucking filthy fucking <laughs> You worthless son of a whore. <laughs> your fucking car is as pathetic as your fucking life, you fucking loser. You're lucky you have a kid. Because if you didn't, you'd be a fucking loser. You know that? Do you drive that thing or does it drive you? Uh, and you, the listeners, are you the dad or the bear? We don't know. Rob thinks you're the bear. M. Night Shyamalan, prick. 
Oh. M. Night Shyamalan said they were the bear the whole time. Well, I didn't say it. Okay, here here's a circumstance. For I don't watch M. M. Night Shyamalan. I don't even know who this fucking guy is. I'm too busy fucking wrecking the stock market. Too busy going down the sidewalk on the street at the nighttime by the bars waiting for the lady to come out for a smoke and me say, hey, got a light. And then I think no. you're 10. No, you degrade then- him. You say, hey, you ugly bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I'm not one of these pickup artists, but they, they definitely have two rules. The pickup artists say, dress wildly. It's called peacocking, right? You dress wild or whatever. And then two, degrade the female. Like you're in high school. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, have you guys ever heard of a... <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Oh, also, um, fucking uh, the Avengers, this is what happens. You fucking nerds. You want to fuck about it? Th- think? I mean... <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is how you pick up a tin. Loki kills everybody. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just saved you $12.50 and three hours that you could be out. Picking up tin. Hold, hold on. <laughs> no. What were we talking about, brother? Speaking of rock stars, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson wants to come on this show, then we can bring it back. Yes. Or yes. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> or a number of other people. <laughs> Dude, I already know. You guys have to have me on that show. If Dwight the Rock Johnson... <laughs> Dwight, Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> now you can give a fuck, right? If Dwayne the Rock Johnson was here, I'd, I'd treat him exactly how he wants to be treated. Like some nobody fucking loser. I'd be like, Dwight, go give me a bottle. Go give me a, go give me a water real quick. <laughs> so those pickup artist skills, man. That's how you, you go home with, uh, with Dwight... I'm That's just how you go home with Dwight the Rock Johnson. I'm stuck on Dwight. I was I saw this comment online about the Avengers earlier. Someone, uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye. Someone <laughs> typoed Clink instead of Clint. <laughs> so now he is forever known as Clink. <laughs> Coming soon. It's Grand Torino Six. Clink Eastwood. <laughs> it's a brother of Link. He's uh, the uh, Dink. Dink. Goodbye, Dad. Are you a bear? Dad, wait, wait, wait. Where's wait. a bear? Before we do our goodbyes. And uh, if there are, excuse me, there are any female listeners out there that enjoy Back to the Future. <laughs> Just watching it. Call this number. Having it on in the background. Do you like shiny black cars? Not dusty, dirty ones. Wax. Shiny ones where the water beads right off the car. (laughs) Like that Rain-X shit. Do you like guys that are so good with their mother, they let the mother move (laughs) into their beautiful big riverside house? I don't live with my mom. My mom lives with me. Exactly. I take care care of the women in my life. I take care of all the women in my life. Even if they're zeros to tens. Zeros to tens. Whether it's my daughter who I take care of or my mother who I also take care of. If you're interested in spending a little time with somebody who's been working out for two weeks, if you're interested in being a ten... Let me tell you something. Call me. <laughs> I have the McMansion on the mind. Just just call me. Drop a line. Say, Uncle Rob. Listen, Uncle Rob. Just Uncle Rob. Listen, I caught your dad as a bear the other day. Huge. So glad to find out I was the bear. 
would you like to go out? <laughs> and I'll ask you, are you a 10? And you'll say, no, but I like Back to the Future. I'll say, then at least this show did something for me. Rob? What? We got to do something about your kid. It's your kids. Something has got to be done about your kids. If you are out there and you're a 10 <laughs> and you can understand what that quote is, call me. Just this, Google Uncle Rob. This has been episode 16, the for now final episode of Your Dad is a Bear. 16. My name is Tannis Cassidy. 16. That was Rob Shaw. He's a 16. You did 13 of these without me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Mike. Mike Lugo. Michael Lugo. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, bear me. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. Just fucking go. <laughs> Get out of here. Can't you see we don't want you anymore, you big dumb animal? Oh, God. This has been Your Dad is a Bear. <laughs>